Welcome. We're uh, we're live. I decided to do the countdown uh, to open the show for at least ten seconds of it. Uh, but anyway, we have a very packed show. Uh, yeah, well, we're going to talk about some news. We'll have uh, and then the whole rest of the show. We'll talk about rookie running backs, mystical child. Uh, welcome to my Patreon, by the way, um, and welcome today. Uh, let's fucking go. I, I totally agree. We, uh, we have a great show planned. Um, and yeah, no, we, um, we're also planning the NFL draft show. You've seen the guest list, right? It's loaded. It is loaded. Yeah. We have, uh, I'm finalizing a couple of things, but we have, I believe over 15 guests booked at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we'll be live for all of day one and day two of the NFL draft. So that will be very, very exciting. And we're going to cover all these rookies as they actually get picked. And, and, you know, I think we're all waiting, right? We're all waiting to see where the rookies actually land. And you will get to see my live, raw, unfiltered reactions um, at that time, plus all the guests. Um, and it'll be, it'll be great. There they are. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. This is the closest we've ever been to starting on time. Closest we've ever been starting on time. So we're turning over a new leaf. We will try to start on time more often. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not great about that. I, I, uh, I could be better. Uh, and then Darren, glad to make it live from Monday show rearrange work to uh, schedule to attend as much as I can. I appreciate that. Yeah. You don't have to do that. Uh, the, the show is great watching it after, but uh, that, that's really nice. <laughs> Um, would you trade Ronald Jones or James Robinson in a 22 second? Uh, yes, right? You, you would do yeah. this too? Yeah. yeah. Ronald Jones and James Robinson are kind of similar value to me. So 22 seconds free. I don't like Ronald Jones. We know I don't like Ronald Jones. Good afternoon. Oh, that's an interesting spelling of afternoon. Afternoon. I've never heard of that. Uh, but, I, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Um, Okay, so let's start with the news. And, you know, uh, obviously, we all know that the biggest news, so to speak. Yeah, welcome. Welcome in. Uh, the biggest news, so to speak, was that uh, Dwayne Haskins died this, uh, this weekend in a, some sort of car crash on the highway. Uh, we don't exactly. We still don't really know the exact details of how how that happened or anything like that. But you know, honestly, that's not really. It's not really important to me the details. It's more just he he died, and you know, it's very sad to to hear about that. I mean, if you think about it, you know, I'm. I mean, we're both very young. I mean, I'm 27. Ryan, what are you? 25, 24, 24. Okay, so you're even younger than Haskins. Um, similar age. And, you know, I'm a couple of years older. Uh, and it's just sad. It's sad to see him go, really. I mean, it's just so unexpected. You don't expect a 25-year-old to, to die like that. So it, it's just kind of – and, you know, there were a lot of people who said a lot of uh, insensitive things about that. So, you know, I don't really have anything else to say about it. It's just it's just sad. And, you know, it did it did make me think a little bit about – because he obviously was someone that I was very harsh on uh, on this show. I, I can't remember that I ever had a nice thing to say about Dwayne Haskins as a fantasy asset. Uh, so, you know, that kind of makes me a little bit sad looking back. 
And I hope that people know that, you know, just because I don't like someone for fantasy football doesn't mean that I don't like them as a person. I try to make it clear the distinctions. You know, I never had any issue with Dwayne Haskins, the person. You know, it's one thing with something, someone like Deshaun Watson, you know, that and I might have an issue with Deshaun Watson, the person. But typically, I don't have an issue with these players as people. You know, they, they're most of them are very nice and they're just trying to, you know, do the best they can in their career, just, just like I would. So it's just sad. It kind of cast a negative light over everything for a couple of days. But I, there really isn't anything else to say about it. Other than that, I just uh, felt like it would be odd if I didn't mention it. So I just to talk about it for a little bit. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, we can we can move on from Dwayne Haskins and yeah. uh, rest in peace. Yeah, hope his family's doing well. Like like you said, I just want to mention we root for all these people. We root for all these players. We want them all to get like lifetime guarantee contracts. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. We root for them. So what we say as a fantasy analyst is nothing to do with what we think of them as a player. We, we root for like everyone. Yeah, and I also like I'm harsh as an analyst, and I know that. And the reason I do that is because I want you guys to know how I really feel uh, about these players as fantasy assets. So I'm a fantasy analyst. So, you know, it. I want to be honest. And sometimes honesty is harsh. But, you know, I hope uh, people can separate fantasy analysis from how we feel about them as people. Because, uh, you know, that, that comes up all the time in a variety of situations. Uh yeah, well I don't think this is Oof and no, 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 he was he that was that was towards his spelling related to his misspelling. <laughs> yeah, that happened before. Yeah. Huh. Oh, at Tyler, can we be friends? You're a cool dude, and I don't have any cool friends. Um, sure, sure, we can be friends. I have a lot of friends, but I always have room for more friends. Um, it's, but uh, what about Ryan? Ryan will be your friend. I I'm not the only one who's looking for friends. <laughs> um. But yeah, I'll, I'll be your friend. Oh, all right, Ryan. Uh, I guess Chris doesn't know what NFL team you follow. Do you want to answer? Oh, yeah, it's the Eagles. For, for, for better or for worse, it's the Eagles. Hmm. Yes, and I will tell you that we are going to have a segment at some point during the draft show where it's going to be three Eagles fans and me. So yourself included. So that'll be interesting. <laughs> I'm looking forward to that segment where we can talk about what the Eagles did or did not do. In the draft, yeah. it's night too, so we'll have a lot to talk about by that stage. I already think they took a W, so it is what it is. Yeah, well, well, let's see what they do. They could always, they could still fuck it up. They could still fuck it up very did, easily. Did you see the report about the Saints? I'll just chime that in real quick. I did, I did see it, and I'm. Well, let's see what the Saints do. They want to trade up. The reports they want to trade up for Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett, and let's see, let's see what they do about that. And yeah, Chris, I appreciate that. It's you know, death is a tough thing to talk about, and I, you know, something. Probably the only thing in life I'm really afraid of, actually, is, is dying. So I, uh, I I get that it's a sensitive topic, and it's something difficult to talk about. Yeah, exactly. Especially so young. 25 is so young. I mean, I'm 27, and I feel like like I feel like my career, and I'm just starting what I want to do in my life with fantasy football. Like, I've really just started that, really, actually doing it in, like, the last six or seven months. And that's six or seven months, and I'm two years older than he is. So I'm just starting out doing what I want. So... Yeah, I feel like I have my, most of my life ahead of me. And I, yeah, that, that's just sad. Good afternoon. Yeah, <laughs> I spelled afternoon correctly. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, no, I, I appreciate this too. Uh, 
you know, I definitely, know, I definitely know that I get a lot of attention, but you know, I wouldn't be able to be me without all the people supporting me between DLF, Ryan, Cal, and, and everyone else. Yeah. Shout out those guys. What do you all think about people? What do you think about this? As a resident Eagles fan. I don't think it's going to happen. He, he would look fabulous for myself. You know what I mean? From a fantasy uh, standpoint, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the if first he round. Eagles, like, is he going to go? I mean, I don't think he's going to go at 15 or 18 overall. I think it would be – I've seen a lot of mocks, though, where he falls farther than I thought. Like 50, he could still be there at 51 if ESPN analysts are to be believed. Depends on who you believe. I hear some people talking about Hall in the late first, and we're going to talk about this more later. But, you know, he's someone who has a wide range of outcomes in the NFL draft. Yep. And that's every running back this year. Uh, I think the odds were greater when we had three firsts like two weeks ago. I don't think he was ever going to go that high, though. So. I don't think he was going to go that high either, but of course the odds are greater or were greater with more picks. That's true. Um, okay. Didn't know you were a uh, Eagles fan. <laughs> well, now you do. And I do. I, I agree with Goddard and Smith on the dynasty teams. I, I wonder I wonder how Ridley Truther is doing. Calvin Ridley was this close to being an Eagle. He was this close. I don't know if I believe that. No, he was. I believe it. When? In in the draft or recently? Recently. Before, oh, I don't, I don't before everything happened. There, there was talks. Yeah, I think he's more likely to be a Brown. Um, so, saw some talk of Melvin Gordon signing in Baltimore. Where do you have J.K. Dobbins now, and where would he be if Gordon signed? So I have dropped J.K. Dobbins in my rankings. It's it, it's time for uh, there's a problem. John Harbaugh says he's going to be ready, but then two weeks ago he said he's not going to be ready. So what is it going to be? Is he going to be ready, or is he not going to be ready? And you know what? There's an important thing to remember. Ignore everything everyone says. Teams talk with their mouths. I don't care about jk dobbins is going to be ready why is melvin gordon visiting why did the general manager say that we'd love to add another running back with a significant pick in the draft why would they say that they'd only say that if jk dobbins was not going to be ready on time and he's not going to be ready on time and they're not confident in him so john harbaugh can lie all he wants but if you look at the actual quotes it said well there were no setbacks we hope he's ready it yeah that we expect him to be ready but that's not what you would say if he was really going to be ready so he's not going to be ready so yeah he's dropped all the way to 12 in dynasty for me and he's going to continue to drop if gordon signs there he'll fall all the way down into the tier at that point if gordon signed i'd be looking at dobbins in comparison to like josh jacobs travis Etienne, and and david montgomery and i'd be debating those those players and I, i might have him last of that group yeah, I might have him last. So uh, he he would fall significantly if they actually pulled the trigger on Gordon. Just talking about it was enough to move his ranking down because they will not enter. I think what's been taken off the table is that they're going to enter the year with the current backfield. There will be an addition. If it's Melvin Gordon is the worst one possible. I think that he's the, who they could add that has the most left. He, I'd, I'm more scared of Melvin Gordon than a fourth round pick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and you know they don't have any opposition to using three running backs. They they don't have a problem with that. They've done it before. So I would, I would drop him significantly. Huh, my assistant. Uh, I don't really need an assistant. 
uh, actually. I think he's talking about to him about being his assistant. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's talking about mine. I don't know. But I uh, I don't need an assistant, honestly. I I don't I don't have a lot of stuff that I would pass off to an assistant. Uh, Kansas City should be taking him. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> Beast Hall. I this is where I said he would go. Uh yeah. Uh, yeah, Calvin Ridley, maybe. Oh, the recovering Ridley truther is hanging in there. Hanging <laughs> no, in there. Baltimore backfield. Look, after Melvin Gordon signs, then maybe I would consider buying low on J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> just kidding on the assistant. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I just, um, there are some people, people who are more data heavy um, or would probably use an assistant more, but I don't, I don't have anything for an assistant to do. <laughs> Uh, to be honest. So anyway, we talked about the last item on our news. I think we've talked about Melvin Gordon meeting with the Ravens enough, right? That yeah. was on the show sheet for news. So I don't think we have to revisit that. And then there's um, Gronkowski may or may not return. What about that? So what what do you think the percentage chance is that he returns? Oh, I wanted to put it at like 99, like three weeks ago, like as soon as Brady came back. I'll put it at like 65 right now. I still think he comes back. Yeah, 65 sounds about right. It's definitely not 99, but you it know, was. It, it felt like it. Get your coffee and gold your messages. Gold. I don't know what that means. Uh, well, I actually stopped to hold your messages. I, I've actually stopped drinking as much coffee. I went from 16 to 18 cups of coffee a day, and now I get like three. So, you know, that's why maybe I'm not as shot out of a cannon as I used to be. But I still feel pretty energetic for someone who's cut that much caffeine out of my life. Um, but, yeah, if Gronk comes back, I think he'll be ranked as what in redraft? Where would you rank Gronk? Low end tight end one? Yeah, maybe mid. Mid? But he's not mid, though. Like, if you – I mean, I guess he could be. But, I mean, you'd have – what? I mean, you'd have Andrews and Kelsey and Kittle and Waller ahead of him. Probably, I, mean, I assume probably Pitts ahead of him still, just given yeah. the possibility of a leap. So I guess that's only Hawkinson, mm-hmm. Goddard. I probably. Yeah. So that's already seven. Yeah. But if you want to do an eight, I don't I know. Probably. Yeah. Versus- I'm also interested in Zach Ertz. I'm not sure Zach Ertz has less left. I think Zachary says she has more left. And uh, he looked pretty good. He actually looked better last year at down the stretch. Um, so surprisingly. So Zach Ertz is someone I, I, would, I might have above Gronk as well. But yeah, he, he'll be... Oh, and Dalton Schultz as well. Probably have above Gronk. So Gronk, yeah. Gronk would fit in maybe between 10 and 12. I don't think the upside's there anymore. I, I think if he comes back, it's he's not going to be as involved as he was last year. But uh, we'll see about that. And then we had two extensions. The Stefan Diggs extension, I did a video on that on this channel, so we don't have to touch on it too much. But a lot of money. He's the clear one there for years. Any Anything to add? I don't think there's anything to add. Yeah, if, if you're on this channel, just click on the channel button, and uh, it'll be the second video now after this one in the uh, recent uploads. So just uh, check that out. It was a very short video. It was like five minutes. So quick, quick, easy watch. And I, I talk about that and his impact on the wide receiver market in the NFL. So go ahead and watch that. It's very quick. And then uh, last one, Brandon Cooks was extended 
for two more years. And it's essentially all guaranteed if I read that correctly. So basically they're going to be building around Brandon Cooks for the next two years. I'm I'm glad he finally finds like a permanent home for, you know. Well, he's going to be traded. I know. Don't remind me. Um, but what do you think about Brandon Cooks? Do you, I didn't really move it. This didn't move his value for me at all, really. It didn't, but he's going to be underrated still. He always is. Well, I like money, but I don't really like an extension in Houston. So money, good, Houston, bad. So those kind of cancel out and his value didn't move. It did move Nico Collins down a few spots for me, but I bet that other people moved him down more. So now might be a good time to see if you can get Nico Collins as a throw in. Cause I do still like him, him and Brevin Jordan. Now, Unfortunately, that's probably an either-or. I bet on Collins if I had to choose. It probably won't be both. It's probably an either-or. So, you know, keep that in mind. But I, I do like – I think there's a good chance one of them becomes fantasy relevant. And I like the talent of both. Uh, Joel likes Irv Smith this year. That's great, but he hasn't actually produced anything. So, And he's coming off a massive injury. He's not going to be rated as a top 12 redraft head end. He'll probably in redraft come in around – 17, 18, 19? Uh, I, I think I'll have him around 15, 16. But that's where I had him last year. And that was before the injury. I don't know why I would have him higher. That's fair. I mean, the subtraction of Conklin, the Kirk extension, I'm... Fair. Well, let's see what they do. We They could still add another tight end in the draft. What they if could. They we're, we're, we're waiting on the draft, basically. Yeah. What if they add Trey McBride? Well then, yeah, obviously, then, I, I can't. And we don't like our Smith anymore. If if I if I say they draft Trey McBride and they put him at fifteen, sixteen, then I'm just spewing nonsense at that point. Like, Do they are right in the right range for Trey McBride at forty six? That's like right in the right range. That's like, you know, I do see some possibilities for Trey McBride in that area that are bad. But my my favorite spot for Trey McBride. Even though you'd have to wait, it's still Kansas City at 50. That is where I want Trey McBride to go. Imagine learning from Travis Kelsey. Trey McBride is not really ready to fan- be a fantasy contributor anyway. I actually like the Kansas City landing spot because then he's tied to Mahomes. And we know that Mahomes can use a tight end. And we know. We have no doubt. <laughs> we know he can use a tight end exceptionally. Uh, but I do worry that Trey McBride like stomps on Irv Smith at 46 overall or Cole Komet at 48 overall. I, I do have some concerns. Would 1.5 running back, what is this? 1.5 PPR for running back? Tell me what this means. 1.5 PPR for running backs? Is it, R- is it an extra? I guess the, I, this must be 1.25 PPR for, for running back. Would that be enough to put Brees over Willis in your ranks? Um, Probably. They're very close. Probably. But we'll talk about that debate later. Uh, Okay. In 12-team Superflex, what can I flip Cousins and either the 101 or the 103 or or the 101 or 23 first for? Other quarterbacks are Lamar, Darnold, and I guess that's Goff. Uh, Cousins and the 101? That should get you, like, Kyler. At least. Yeah, I would try. If it's Cousins and a 23 first, that's not going to get you the top guys, but Cousins and a 23 first maybe gets you Deshaun Watson, if you're fine with that. 
for Dak Prescott, it's not going to get you the top six. But it could it's get in that you, range. It could get you those guys. Uh, maybe it gets you. Nah, I'm not paying that for Trevor Lawrence anymore or Trey Lance. No. So I want, yeah. Cousins at 23 first, go for Dak or Watson. Cousins in 101, go for Kyler or Lamar. I'd go for Lamar first, but that's preference. I know yeah, we haven't flipped. Kyler first. Uh, Kyler, you're more likely to get. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk about this later when we talk about landing spots, I'm sure, because the Jets are going to be discussed frequently. Is there a world where the Jets do not address the running back position at all this offseason? And if so, what happens now? I can answer this one with a no. There is no world in which the Jets enter next year with uh, – Michael Carter, Ty Johnson, and Tevin Coleman as their only running backs. That world does not exist. So that that world doesn't exist. But they could – it's possible – it's anything from Brees Hall to signing Melvin Gordon in free agency still or Sony Michelle to just adding another fourth rounder. I think that's the range of outcomes. But nothing is not in the range of outcomes. Do you agree with that general assessment? Uh, with Tevin Coleman there, I, I agree. Tevin Coleman is Tevin failure. He sucks. Um, but I would predict that the Jets add a running back at 35 or 38. That's my prediction. I think that's the most likely. Then I think the second most likely is that they sign a free agent after the draft if they failed to do so. Uh, Melvin Gordon or Sonny Michelle would be the two most likely. Probably more likely Sonny Michelle. Eric would just hold Cousins and add Brees. I'm fine with that. Uh, what would you give on top of Mark Andrews to get Pitts? Um, That's a great question. Good question. Uh, I would try – how about Mark Andrews in like an early second for Pitts? I, I would don't... try that, but I, I, feel like, I feel like the Pitts side would want a, a mid first. The yeah, then, I'm not, then I'm not doing it. I, so. don't, I, don't think it's, I don't think it's possible to – If they're going to want a mid first, I'll pass then. I'm not going to do uh, that. That's the ask for in these leagues. So yeah, well then it's not happening. So I'm not going to do that. Running back premium, yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so that's premium for running backs. Nothing. I wouldn't say nothing to add an- to Andrews or Pitts, but again, I'd said no first. Uh, Lamar and Cousins are fine, and oh, Lamar was already on that team. Uh, yeah, Lamar was on that. Team. I missed that. So yeah, go for Kyler. Kyler. Uh, yeah, go for Kyler. <laughs> yeah. Move Michael Carter for D- Devonta Smith. Good move. Good move. I, I have concerns with Devonta Smith, though. Devonta Smith is going to lose value when they add somebody. So, but Michael Carter could lose a lot more value when they add, if they add Brees Hall. So, I'd rather take my chances on Devonta Smith, who will still have some good value, whereas Michael Carter could be completely nuked. Uh, Trogdor, you still didn't spell receptions correctly. Uh, I don't. Maybe you're having a tougher day than you think, and I would suggest a nap. And maybe come back and watch the show later. No, I'm kidding. I love you. Uh, but still. Uh, okay. So let's see here. So we've caught up on <laughs> on the chat, and we've completed the news. There wasn't a lot of news this week. Uh, with the draft coming, I think, you know, we're mostly focused on that. My other running backs are Mixon and Najee, so I was hoping to upgrade a quarterback, but I would be very happy with Cousins and Brees, too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's that's fine. And uh, <laughs> you're welcome. Um, okay. 
So we have to compare the classes. That's what we're going to get into, right? We're going to start. Yeah, let's um, – okay, so the rest of the show is going to be about the 2022 rookie running backs. So let's start kind of by comparing this year – and we'll only do this at the top because it's hard to compare the bottom. But let's compare the top prospects this year to the top prospects the last few years. So starting with the, the most basic question, how many – Top prospects, would you say there are this year? Top, like, see, in general, it's the big three, but I, I feel like it's just Brees and Tier of his own. Yeah, I would say. So, so let's let's look at it this this way. Let's we'll, we'll forget about 2019 and earlier because realistically, I don't know when you started really doing dynasty analysis, but the 2020 class was the first one I broke down in detail. I did a little bit with the 2019 rookie class, but I've, this is really the third year where I've in detail broken down the, the rookie class. So we'll start with um, 2020, and then uh, we'll move forward. So in 2020, there was the big five, right? Taylor, Swift, yep. um, Dobbins, Akers, and Clyde. Uh, Clyde somehow was in the big five. <laughs> um, now, in in context of those players, I think you would agree that as prospects, you want to do – we're pre-draft now, so let's talk pre-draft. As pre-draft, I think you would agree that all of those prospects are better than Isaiah Spiller, right? They're all of them are better. Yes. So, so the third best prospect this year is worse than the fifth best prospect in 2020. So already not great. Now, where would you rate Kenneth Walker as a prospect compared to those five? Ooh, I don't know. I might put him behind. I think I'd put him ahead of Clyde as a prospect. I feel like I have. To, I don't know. I'd put him last. I'd put him last. I'd put him behind all. It's ahead of Clyde or Blast. I think it's. I think it might yeah. be ahead of Clyde. Well, and where did you rank the 2020 guys as prospects pre-draft? I had it Taylor, Swift, Dobbins, Clyde, Acres last. I Actually. had I had a, I had Acres and Clyde switch. But other than that, the same. Yes. I was not an Acres fan pre-draft um, or post-draft. It took me a while to buy in on Cam Akers, by the way. Just just so you know, like if you hear me talk about the players now, I did do a good amount of content before I hopped on the mic, and people didn't know what my takes were as much. But I was not an Akers fan until late in 2020. Uh, I saw he was not he was a player I actually disliked, but uh, that that's definitely how I had those players back then. But I would put Kenneth Walker below all of them, uh, below all of them. So for me, the second best prospect in this class is worse than the fifth best prospect in the 2020 class. So this is already not, not off to a good start. And then what about um, what about Hall? Hall, I think we, we agree, is a pretty good prospect. How would you compare Hall to 2020? Well, obviously, he's behind JT. Yeah. But th then you can start having arguments for ahead of Swift. I'd, I'd probably have him behind Swift, but ahead of everyone else. Yeah, I, I'm actually exactly with you. I would have Hall behind JT, behind Swift, but ahead of Dobbins. And uh, well ahead of uh, Clyde and Akers. Swift was like a sterling prospect. People forget that. Swift was a great prospect. Almost no warts. Um, JT also. Was a very good prospect. Um, and, and I would put Hall in that tier. A very, very good prospect. Not, 
even JT wasn't the he wasn't a Saquon level prospect or a Zeke level prospect. But uh, those guys were the they were picked in the top five in the NFL draft. <laughs> they were they were they were picked that high for a reason. They were better running back prospects, even if they didn't necessarily. I mean, they worked out okay, but you know, they didn't rise to JT's level in, in some ways. But either way, I would, um, yeah, I would put Hall right in there with Swift and just behind, because he does. I don't think he has the same PPR upside that Swift does. Uh, Swift is Swift is exceptional in that area, and Hall I think is just very good. So, so, but yeah, but even Hall is, you know, still would not have been the number one in that class. So what about 2021? What about these guys versus 2021? So 2021, you know, what did we have in, in 2021? We had um, the top guys pre-draft. We really had last year. It's, it's good comparison because we really yeah. had a big three, right? We had another big three. We had mm-hmm. Najee, we had Etienne and we had Javante. We had a big three. Last year, just like we allegedly had this year. Um, what do you think about these guys versus those guys? So, obviously, Spiller's behind all of them. Um, Walker? Probably behind all of them. Yeah, I think Walker. Those, I'd probably rather, the, those 2021 guys, Najee, Najee for me would have been um, right in the same spot that I put Hall. Just probably a little bit above him as a prospect in uh, below Swift, but above Dobbins. Um, and then ETN and Javante, I would put um, between Dobbins and uh, Akers and Clyde as prospects. They're very good. And I would put those ahead of Walker because I have Walker behind everyone. <laughs> uh, so yeah. And then I would put Hall, I would put Hall in between Najee and ETN. I think. Yeah. Maybe. I don't, I, I don't know. I feel like there's an argument for having Hall above Najee. There is. I think those two are very close. I think Hall and Najee are comparable, are very comparable. They both, they both fall in between Swift and Dobbins for me. And uh, it's just really a question of, do you want the – Najee's the better prospect who played against better competition, or do you want the age, the better age with Hall? Which, which is more important to you, better prospect or better age? And that's it's just which way you break the tie. Yeah. Najee is a significantly better prospect to me on prospect eval alone than Hall. It's not that close. But it's over two years. It's like two and a half years of age as, as they're entering the NFL. Um, but yeah, just so if you're not, if, if you're hearing what I'm saying, essentially this class outside of Hall is weak you know walker would have been the rb6 in 2021 the rb4 at in 2020 or the rb6 in 2020 the rb4 in 2021 and isaiah spiller i'm not sure that isaiah spiller is a better prospect than like trey sermon yeah we missed on him but i'm not sure he's a better prospect than trey sermon was last year um, to be honest, <laughs> I'm not sure that Isaiah Spiller is a better prospect than AJ Dillon was in 2020. It's, it's ugly. So th- this is a weak class at the top. Very weak. And then what about next year, uh, with Bijan? I assume <laughs> Bijan is a better prospect than Hall by a lot, right? Oh yeah. I mean, he yeah, most of the field. 
And and I think that there could be multiple Hall-level prospects next year. Um, Gibbs, Evans. Yeah, I I don't think that Kenneth Walker would be a top... I think it'll be like 2020, where Kenneth Walker would not be a top five running back in next year's class. So this class is weak. Outside of Hall, who is really... And we're about to talk about him. Hall really is a good prospect. He's a good prospect. I don't think people should let... I've often said, I hate this class, except Brees Hall. And we'll get more into that. But I would not let the hate on this class infect your opinion of Brees Hall. But let it affect your opinion of everyone else. Because I really do dislike this class. When we talk about Brees Hall, we're going to talk about the one player in this class that I really like. At value. I didn't have much nice to say about the quarterbacks and tight ends last week. And I'm not going to have a lot nice to say about the other running backs other than Hall this week. Uh, Let's see. Uh, I think we talked about this a little bit. I thought I I said I would drop Dobbins significantly. About a round of value drop, if that happens. Are you trading Lamar straight up for Watson? No. No, no, no. I'll just keep Lamar. I I don't want to start with that. I don't know when. There are still things with Deshaun Watson. It's not worth it. I'll just keep Lamar. I assume that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'd keep Uh, Lamar. What do you think about this? You're the Eagles fan. You might know more about this than me because I haven't heard this. You heard, he's hearing Devontas. Chris is hearing that Devontas Smith bulked up a bit. Still has hurt saucing him in the ball, so I'm still cautious. Do you care? I mean, it's going to be CJ Stroud or Bryce Young next year. So You're more confident about that than I am. I'm very confident in that one, but that, that move for the 23 first signaled all I needed to know. I've been preaching that one for I don't know how long, but. No, I'm 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 with you, but I still have concerns about Devonta Smith. <laughs> Thank you, Ed. I'm personally trying to pivot on Dobbins. Tyler said he was worried weeks ago. Uh, I mean, you know, I did say it weeks ago, uh, and I mostly ignored him. Now I'm now worried on him in the short term. Yeah, well, here we are. Yeah, I would I would try to get out, but once the once the Gordon news came down, it it, it became hard to get out. I would say. Uh, okay, so that was our intro to the class. Uh, and then the one thing I wanted to do was I wanted to – I'm going to put this link in the chat, and then I'll put it probably again at the end of the video. And there's the link on the screen. If you click on that link, you'll see that I have a bunch of articles that I've written about this rookie class, and we're going to talk about some of them. Uh, about running backs recently, I wrote – let's see – so I wrote a combine breakdown, which I didn't even mention. But I wrote a combine breakdown of the running backs. So I, I talked about a few in there. And then I talked about Isaiah. I did an article on Isaiah Spiller, Kyron Williams. Uh, let's see. Brian Robinson and Tyler Algier that we're going to talk about. We'll talk about those articles as we talk about them today. But you can find all of them at that link, which is my author profile. And there it is again, um, my author profile for Dynasty League Football. And I do still write. I, you know, I'm a little less focused on writing than I was. I'm more focused on the Patreon and this show, my shows than I, I used to be. A little bit less on writing. Because the Patreon has just grown so big. It's really that that's taking up so much more of my time. Uh, and if you haven't joined it yet, I would definitely check out at least the $5 a month tier. Join the Discord, see if you like it. Then if you want to upgrade, go for it. If you want to cancel after a couple of months because you didn't like it, all good. Just go back to being a regular follower. doesn't bother me, but I always encourage just $5 a month to give it a try and it, and see if you like it. And I do. I have now pretty much weekly, I have Patreon-only question shows. 
So if you want your questions answered secretly, you can uh, you can ask them there on my Patreon. How do you pivot off Dobbins? What targets? Uh, good question. What? How would you pivot off Dobbins? I mean, can you even have, like you said, for the Melvin Gordon news, I mean, uh, you, you, you could take there. a risk. You could take a risk with someone like Gibson, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'd rather have Gibson than Dobbins at this point. How yeah, about, I agree. How, okay, how about this? This is kind of a weird trade, but what if you traded Dobbins and a 23 second for Amon Ra and a 23 first? I'd, I'd be here for that. Yeah, try something like that and get back but, to me. But but you know how I value 23 firsts. And, and but, so does ev- but so but does everybody. Not everybody. Not everybody? everybody? Our little bubble does, but not everybody. Not everybody. That's the thing we have to remember. Not everybody. Uh, what's up, guys? Oh, FF Lefty. Welcome. What's up, guys? I know uh, tight end is weak as, as fuck this year, but where would you take a guy like Trey McBride in a heavy tight end premium format? Double Ooh. or triple? I've never heard of a triple. Triple's a lot. Uh, well, if it's a triple, right now I have Trey McBride on the dynasty rank, on the rookie ranks I just updated. In Superflex tight end premium, I have him at 20th overall. And in 1QB non-tight end premium, I also have him 20th overall. So we're looking at 208 there. If it's yeah. triple, I'll take him uh, like 15 or so. Oh, yeah. I'd, I'd take him like 13, 14, maybe, maybe even back into the first and triple. I don't think I'm spending a first-round pick on Trey McBride unless it's a two-tight end format. And even then, maybe not. I'm fine just having garbage in there because tight ends don't score that much and just dealing with it. It's not like – remember, two tight end and two quarterback are not the same. In both, you have scarcity, but the problem with quarterback is if you don't have it, someone else is putting up 20 and you're putting up, like, 10. Whereas in two tight end, yeah, maybe they're putting up eight. You can overcome weakness at the tight end two spot in two tight end. So you don't have to go as crazy for them. You can just suffer in two tight end. Whereas in Superflex or 2QB, I would not recommend suffering. Uh, but I, I strongly dislike two tight end leagues. I would not recommend them. I don't think they're fun. Recovering Ridley Truther. Uh, I love this. It's going to be recovering Ridley Truther for a while, I think. Uh, I was able to get Dylan and 110 for Dobbins and a late third after the Melvin Gordon news. Not amazing, but I was happy with it. Uh, I'd rather have gotten a pick next year. Um, this, is not, this is not exciting to me. If it's a super flex, it's better because you might be able to get a quarterback at value at 110. I'm not jumping for joy over this. No. Especially with how startups have been going that I've been in recently. I think you could get more value. I'm not. I'm not overly excited. Uh, Dobbins for Josh Jacobs Plus. Jacobs is insanely undervalued. Less so recently. And uh, they are born in the same year. They're 10 months apart. So not giving up too much age. I- I'd consider this. I tried with Fournette Gibson. Uh, well, I wouldn't get Fournette and Gibson for Dobbins. And yeah, I know. I agree with Eric's suggestion. D- Jacobs plus for Dobbins is a good a good move to move off of him. Um, but anyway, let's. Uh, so I put up my articles on the screen. So let's start. We'll we'll spend more time on the more relevant players, and then we'll go faster as we get into less relevant players. So let's start. Um, yeah, you want to start at the top? Yeah. I'm- I apologize. I'm dealing with internet issues over here. I, I know it looks fine because my upload speed's fine, but my download speed is atrocious right now. Oh! Shout out my service provider. But what, anyway, what service provider do you have? 
uh, a local one. Oh, okay. I don't. Uh, well, I don't get. Uh, I don't have like FiOS or anything available in my area or anything like that. So like, my internet's garbage. But I'm gonna put them on blast. <laughs> but I, I I do that enough in my spare time. That's, but that's... so let's start with Brees Hall. I mean, I I think with how I set up the show sheet, like with my contributions to it, I think I we know what kind of player Brees Hall is. I went more into like the question marks with Brees Hall, and then I went more into the type of player with the players later, like the James Cooks, the Tyler Algiers, the Brian Robinsons, the Kyron Williams. Like, I feel like people need to get more, you know, information or information on them than they do on Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker or Isaiah Spiller. So I, I think we need to ask like the tough questions here with these guys. So first off, I, I had, to, I had to put it in the show sheet. Is Brees Hall a JT level prospect or close? Or are we suffering from prospect fatigue? We are this close to the draft. I think we're suffering from a little bit of prospect fatigue, fatigue, but he's not a bad prospect. He is not far off. But yeah, I would say not not as good as JT. I, I agree, but like, I, I feel like some people are talking him down a little too much. Let me put it this way with Brees Hall. I think it's pretty clear that Barring an excellent landing spot, Brees Hall, I know where Brees Hall is going to rank in my dynasty rankings. He's going to come in at RB6. And, you know, because there's a wide gulf in my dynasty rankings between Christian McCaffrey and Joe Mixon. There's a lot of space in there. And I would expect him to rank in between them. Now, if he gets a really good landing spot, he could be above Christian McCaffrey. Uh, <laughs> But, you know, I don't know where that landing spot is going to be. It would probably have to be in the first round. And if he goes 25 to Buffalo, then maybe. <laughs> maybe I'll have him in the first round startup pick. But, uh, you know, otherwise, I'm not. And I had Nasha as a first round startup pick last year, and I, I was right about that. That was fine. That went, that went well. So no, no issue with that. Um, but, yeah, there isn't much to say about Brees Hall. We know he's good. We know, we know it's all there. Really, I mean, the second question we had here is Brees Hall the one runaway 101 and one QB, and is there an argument for 101 and Superflex? It's really the only important question with Brees Hall. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I would say, yeah, he's the runaway 101 and one QB, and in Superflex, I think it depends more on Malik Willis's landing spot than Brees Hall's. Yep, I, I don't know if we have a good idea on Malik Willis's landing spot yet. There's been stuff I mean, floating around. The most recent mock I saw had him to the Lions, like we've I been know. saying. So I've been hearing that. I don't think it gets past six. So like it's how much you value him in Carolina, I think. Yeah, that's true. Elijah Mitchell plus for Dobbins. I'd love that. <laughs> that I'm good with that. What do you guys use on the draft capital to determine how good a prospect is? Do you rely heavily on college production? Yeah. I mean, I rely heavily on college production. I rely on uh, how well they tested at the combine. Uh, I do occasionally watch film. You can take it or leave it with how good my film knowledge is. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I just uh, try my best, really. Traded Cup and Winston for Tyreek Hill in the 103. I'll take Tyreek Hill in the 103. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm okay. I'd like, I like to move up or down from that 103 spot, though. Me too. I don't actually want to pick there. Up, up one or down a couple. Yeah. Is there anything else we need to say about Brees Hall? I feel like we've talked about Brees Hall enough. I think people know that Brees, what Brees Hall is. 
people know what Brees Hall is. They know he's an elite athlete. They know he puts up all the stats in college. Like it's just it's just his landing spot. Where's he gonna go? What yeah. pick he's gonna go with? Like that's a good question. I mean, what do you think? So let's just talk about what you think his ceiling and floor are. So what what's the highest you think he could go? The highest. But like you, like I said, I would have said Eagles a little bit ago, but now I really want to say I want to say Buffalo at twenty five. Yeah, I do think Buffalo at twenty five is his ceiling. And you want to know something funny? I actually think Buffalo at fifty seven is his floor. <laughs> I, I don't think I'm gonna math on him at fifty seven. I think I think his floor might be higher than that, but I I don't know whether to believe it. Mocked in the mock draft I saw today, so I know that is his floor. I, I wanna I really just wanna say to the Jets in round two with one of their with thirty-five or thirty-eight. I, I, feel I agree, like, but I've seen too much about it. It's, not actually it's how happening. the NFL community values him. Because I mean, Houston could also take him in the second round. Yeah. They have two firsts. I mean, we'll we'll see, but I'm really hoping he goes twenty five to Buffalo. I think that's the dream at this point. Yeah. What do you think I can get for Derrick Henry right now? Elijah Mitchell's been someone that's been mentioned to me. I think you can get Elijah Mitchell plus for Henry, and I would absolutely do it. Yeah. I've, uh, this is this is one. This is oh, it's almost like you can see. Are you reading off our show sheet? Yeah. Well, let's just move on then. Let Let's move on to the the show sheet. Yeah. So I, I've had this discussion with a lot of people recently because I, I feel like I feel like everyone's like. Yeah, Brees Hall is good, but we need to evaluate after Brees Hall because not all of us have the 101 in one QB or the 102 in Superflex, you know? So so we have to talk about these other running backs, and this is a fantastic question because the college production was not there. No, it wasn't there. It got better in the last year, though. And I did – so I did – um, you know, I did write about Kenneth Walker like a while ago. I wrote about him in uh, – on the Twilight, like an early rookie preview article. And then I wrote a little bit about a combine breakdown where he did, he did run the 40 and 438. So, you know, I thought, I thought he had a pretty good combine and he was a pretty big riser. So, but yeah, I, I do know that the, uh, <laughs> the receptions are not there. They are not. So, thinking of landing spots, there's a couple teams that need a running back that could use him as like a two down kind of back the jets yeah no i have mocked kenneth walker to the jets many times with the idea that Brees hall was already gone uh at that point yeah now i'm thinking that it's actually more likely unfortunately that Brees hall is not gone and that Brees hall goes to the jets and that leaves kenneth walker I think Kenneth Walker might go a little bit later than we were thinking. I could easily see Hall to the Jets at 35 and then Walker to Houston at 37. And that would give him an opportunity to get a lot of carries. But I hope he doesn't go somewhere bad. Like, (laughs) there are some spots that would not be ideal. How do you you feel about Atlanta for Kenneth Walker with uh, Cordell Patterson? Yeah. Uh, that kind of fits well, but then we're going to lean into him not getting receptions. Uh, I, the way this is set up, the way the draft order is set up and the running back needs, I feel like this narrative is going to get extremely leaned into no matter where he goes. 
That's probably true. I'm more worried that Kenneth Walker ends up somewhere we don't want. Like, I mean, I can't imagine that they would do this, but you never know. Like, he could go somewhere like Chicago with Montgomery on the last year of his deal, or Philadelphia would actually be fine. I, I would hate that less. But there are some other spots that are not not great. Uh, I mean, he could be the one ending up in Buffalo, which would be good. So and anyone in Buffalo is good at this point. But you know, I, I don't. That could always be. Here's, some- a, here's another low key one that I I I was heard mentioned that would I don't know what it would do for fantasy, but what about the Chargers with Austin Eckler getting up there? I know we got a new contract recently. Well, but- where do the Chargers? pick though like oh, the Chargers up, don't have a pick in the second round they so gave up their second round pick that's my bad that's my bad so i don't think that kenneth walker they're is going to be available to them he's not that, that's my bad maybe maybe they're in a what about new orleans yeah there we go they're, they're uh, in chargers are in territory for someone we're going to talk about later probably yeah i mean there's always kansas city um but yeah i i think that at this point with Kenneth Walker, right now, I think he's the 102, you know, behind Brace Hall. But that is not a guarantee. That's not a guarantee. If the landing spot is bad or he falls farther in the draft than I want him to, there's no guarantee that I'm going to keep him there. I, I disagree at this point, but... Well, all right, let me... Let me put it this way then. What if I'm going to try to make the wide receiver? It's hard to find a good landing spot for a wide receiver with also good draft capital, right? There actually aren't any. Um, but I don't know. What's the best case scenario? Actually, all the scenarios are not that great. <laughs> the teams picking early in the draft are not good wide receiver landing spots. Um, it's kind of telling that the Jets might be the best one. <laughs> I every mock I've done, I've done Drake London to the Jets at ten. I think it's going to happen. I think it's. I think it might be a lock at this point. I, I want to lock in the Jets. The Jets at four is actually starting to pick up some steam. What about that? Uh, wow. <sighs> Um, but we'll, we'll see. I, Kenneth Walker to me is not locked in because there are some bad things that could happen. But he's the favorite to be the one hundred and two in one QB. But I'm not willing to say it's a lock. That, like I am with, there's a group. I, with, I Brees could... Hall, with Brees Hall, I'm just not going to change my mind. No matter what, I'm going to stick with him as the one hundred and one. It doesn't matter what the draft. He's so he's multiple tiers ahead of all the other running backs in the class, and. There's no good receiver. And we'll talk about the receivers. I don't have a tier one receiver in this class. Uh, you know, there, um, yeah, I don't have a tier one receiver in this class. I don't think this class has a tier one receiver. Whereas, like, last year, last year had one tier one receiver. That and worked out pretty well. It worked out well for him. But there was one tier one receiver last year and a bunch of, a lot of tier two wide receivers. This year, there's like three tier two wide receivers and then a boatload of tier three and four wide receivers. The receiver class is deep. We're going to have a lot of talking to do next week. Next week will be a lot, yeah. Um, But yeah, Kenneth Walker for me right now is the 102, but I have Walker, Garrett Wilson, 
Traylon Burks, I guess, but I, he's not going to get the draft capital I want. And uh, Drake London as all in the same tier. And in DLF's ADP, they all come in within a pick of each other. So that's that's the next four for most people. And I have them all in the same tier. So he, he's, but he'll be the RB two. I won't budge on him I versus Spiller. I won't, I won't budge on him versus Spiller, but I might budge on him versus London Burks or like you said, Wilson. Yeah. I mean, to me, like I said, I, th- I feel like in this class, Brees Hall is a tier one prospect. Kenneth Walk, there's no tier two prospects. You know, last, like guys like, I don't know who a tier two prospect is, but like I know we've been, we've been spoiled with the tier ones. Well, no, like last year we had Najee yeah. Harris tier one prospect, and we had two tier two prospects in Etienne and Javante. Whereas this year, I don't think we have a tier two prospect. I think Walker is a tier three prospect, and Isaiah Spiller, I think, is a tier four prospect. <laughs> and we might have a bunch, and then we then it, then we have a lot of it, the running backs are bad. Um, but yeah, I, I don't have Walker and Isaiah Spiller in the same tier. So unless it's really extreme, and also there's no way Isaiah Spiller is going to go above Kenneth Walker in the draft. That seems highly unlikely. So I can't imagine that I budge on Kenneth Walker as the RB2. Uh, let's uh, let's look at some of these questions in the chat. And then we'll move on from Kenneth Walker uh, to Isaiah Spiller. So Kyler 101 and, and Muth. Pat Firemuth or Tua 103 and JT. Ooh. This is brutal. This is brutal. Yeah, it's the. Oh, what? Huh. Give give me the quarterback. I'll take the. (laughs) I can't even decide here. I'll take the JT sign. Get it. It's it's close. I I think I think it's more Kyler and JT kind of cancel out. Kinda, but I think I'd rather have Tua and the one hundred and three over the one hundred and one. That's where it's that's where it's kind of hard for me. It's, I'm, yeah, it's very close. This is a good offer. It's, it's a good offer. Uh, tight end premium might sway it one way or another. That that might help. Yeah, I got offered Mitchell and Sermon for Henry, Chris Evans, and Cedric Wilson. I guess I'll take Mitchell and Sermon, but. I think yeah. you get better for Derrick Henry closer better to the season. Henry than that. Closer to the season. Wait it out. This is very, very good. Uh, you know, just because you haven't done something doesn't mean you're not capable, but your employer doesn't necessarily care if you can. Yeah, I mean, Kenneth Walker's comparables are not good, but he's the clear RB2 in this class because everyone else is so horrible. So uh, th- my nice things to say will end with Kenneth Walker. I have nothing nice to say about the rest of the running backs in this class. So that's the only reason he's a clear RB2. It's not that he's a great prospect. Do you see a scenario that Kenneth Walker becomes Derrick Henry's successor and goes to the Titans? Uh, no, because the Titans don't have their second-round pick. So, And the Titans are not going to pick him at 26, so no scenario. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've seen, I don't know if you – have you looked into Kenneth Walker's comps? Yeah, they're terrible. That's what I was just saying. It, it's – shout out uh, shout out Dynasty M, but uh, – there's been four running backs to go within the first two rounds of the NFL draft and never have a season of even 5% receiving yard market share. Beanie Wells, Derek Henry, who's the exception to the rule because he's an athletic freak. Yeah. Miles Sanders and Ronald Jones. Sure, but how many of them ran a 4.38? That's true. How many of them have the breakaway speed that Kenneth Walker does? None of them do. That That's the difference between him and the other players. That is, that is true. But like I'm saying... 
it's, it, they're not good comps because Derrick Henry is obviously an outlier. But... No, his comps suck. So he would have to be, uh, you know, he would have to be a little different. What would it take for you to trade away the Superflex 101? Is 106 and 23 first enough? I would say that that is very close. I'd like it to be 105, but it's that's like right on the line. I, I, I'd say it's not quite enough. I, I, thinking about it in my head, I'd say I want the 105 too to grab one of those decent yeah, wide receivers not quite enough for me if, I want if the if the qbs don't get draft capital i feel like that tier break is coming at 105 106 yeah so i'll take the 101 barely uh i think jacob i think what i think you're i think things are being conflated the reason that kenneth walker is the clear rb2 is because everyone else in this class absolutely sucks not because he's that great that's what I just told you about a lot of problems with Kenneth Walker. I have a lot of problems. I mean, the comps are awful. The receiving production is not there. But everyone else in this class is so bad that it just it is what it is. There has to be an RB2 in this class. You rank the RBs you have to rank. You rank them the, the ones you have. So I have to have somebody at RB2. Everyone else just sucks. So sorry, but he's going to be the RB2 in this class, even though he's not very good. I, I mean, I did say that I would have had him the RB6 in 2020, the RB4 in 2021. And, you know, he's not going to be a top five, would not be a top five RB in next year's class. So he's not very good. But you compete against the players you have to compete against. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with this, that they usually get some work in college, and it is a concern. Yeah. I, I remember when you were doing that about JT. Do you remember that two years yeah. ago? Yeah, his receiving production was J- better. JT was different. JT was different. but His receiving production was better, though. Uh, yeah, he can catch, but Spiller is the biggest chop in the draft. Yeah. I mean, his, I watched his film. We'll get to Spiller's film when I watch what I saw. Um, and I'll tell you what I think. Uh, someone offered me DK for Juju 103, 203 and 303. I think it's too expensive. Um, I will take, eh, kind of still want DK, honestly. I, I do too, especially this is a one QB. Yeah, if it's a one QB, I really want DK. Superflex, I'd still lean DK. If it was 102, I'd probably think twice. Yeah. I want one of those top two guys, on, honestly. I agree. 105, Dak and Tony, or is one QB? Or Devonta Bateman and Shark? Uh, I'll take... I'd rather have Tony over Shark. Uh, this is close. I'll take the Dak side. I'll I'll take the other side. I'll go Bateman and Smith. Eh, Barely. I have a bad feeling. That's fair. It's like comparing failure to big failure. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they haven't failed yet. They haven't played in the NFL yet, so they can't be failure. Um. Okay. So I think we're done with Kenneth Walker. What about what about Isaiah Spiller? I mean, the first thing we have to bring up is: Are we concerned about his athletic testing? You could go into this because I, I didn't. I didn't expand much on this in the show sheet because I know you have an article. I, I tried yeah, I have a couple of articles, so I talked about it in my combine breakdown. We're talking about how he did not run the forty-yard dash because he would be very slow, and that's not good. And then he finished last in the broad jump event. Very, very unathletic. So I didn't. I don't want to hear about that. So he's falling down the board for, for, the, for those performances. And then I wrote a whole article about him where I talked about how he was consistent but kind of 
kind of meh. <laughs> and then I, I did watch some film, and I thought the film was actually pretty good. It looked pretty electric. I, uh, yeah, he didn't look small either, but, you know, unfortunately, his statistics and his measurables are not as good as the film. And I think that I have film as the least important. So I'm uh, not in on Isaiah Spiller. I'm not in either, but I, I remember catching myself watching some AM games like the past two years. I'm like, wow, this dude's going to be drafted pretty highly because like, he was electric on the field. The tape, there's a lot of guys in here where the tape is better than the measurables. Yeah, or the numbers. Yeah, or the numbers. Is Tannehill no. worth a 23 first? No. I would say, I would say no. Let someone else draft Spiller. Uh, that's probably going to be my strategy. So with Isaiah Spiller... In the article, I, I talked about how the film was actually not so bad. <laughs> but are we concerned about his athletic testing? Yes. And then we already talked about Walker. So with, with Isaiah Spiller, I assume that you're kind of with me and... Oh, man. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> that's, that's savage. Um, I assume you're kind of with me in that you're not going to have any Isaiah Spiller. I'm not oh. going to have Isaiah Spiller either. If, if he goes on day two, he'll be drafted around, depending on where the quarterbacks go in Superflex, that 106, 107 range. Just let me take one of the wide receivers that I know will probably give me production in the pros. Well, let me ask you, let me ask you this. So is there any universe in which Isaiah Spiller won't be your RB3 in this class? I thought about it. I was, I was having a talk last night with my buddies. I'm like, these two next, well, not two next guys. We're going to have a disagreement on the one, at least what I saw on film. But maybe Rashad White could jump him with draft capital. Yeah, I'm pretty locked in. The only way that Isaiah Spiller will be my RB3 in this class, unless he's not drafted on day two at all. And if he's not drafted on day two at all, then all bets are off. Yeah, I remember. I mean, I do listen to Ray G's show. Uh, and uh, yeah, he's falling down. <laughs> yeah, but he did. He did look like the RB one on his on his tape. What? And then he looked like it, and then and now he's not. Exactly. <laughs> Things happen. It wasn't. Isaiah Spiller's not even a lock to be drafted on day two. I've seen mocks with him in round four. So I, I'm just I'm just kind of saying that it, that it wasn't bad analysis at the time. It was good analysis at the time, and things things change obviously. Yeah, it, it wasn't bad analysis, but no, not at, all. at the second overall player in this class at first. I'm just behind Hall. But uh, think, things have changed. But for me, I'd find it hard to believe that I wouldn't draft Isaiah Spiller at running back three. But I'm still not going to have a lot of Isaiah Spiller because I have Isaiah Spiller behind at this point. I have him behind Wilson, Burks, London, and Jamison Williams. Uh, and it's very possible he could end up behind Olave, Pickens, and Dotson if they get good landing spot, if they are first-round draft capital. I have I have him already behind those three, so you are you already have him even lower than me. I, I I'm also higher on those three than consensus because I feel like Olave is going to get a good spot, and I really like the film for Dotson and Pickens. So this is this, Rashad. Is, this is a good this is a good Rashad. This is Rashad White, not Isaiah Spiller. Oh, we, we, we yeah, might. yeah. This, we're going to disagree, but that's you're right. This player does exist. It's Rashad White. Uh, we're going to get to him. 
he just is not not good. Uh, okay, but other than, I, other than that, for me, and that's part of, part of why, since I do not like Rashad White at all, that Isaiah Spiller is going to be locked in as my RB3 in this class, assuming he gets drafted on day two. If he falls to day three, then I'm just going to be completely out. Uh, but I, I want to take a shot on those receivers. I'm just, as much as I dislike, and I don't love the receivers in this class, you know, I... I said Isaiah Spiller was like a tier four prospect for me. So I'd, I'd rather take a chance on a receiver over over that. Or, or a quarterback. You never know. Or quarterback or the, these, these quarterbacks are... have been rising as of late. So Yeah, that's true. I'll probably take a chance on any first round drafted quarterback in Superflex over Isaiah Spiller. I mean, I mean, Ritter's probably – Ritter seems like a lock to go first round, but let's get back to running backs. I mean. Lock. I don't know if he's a lock. He's he's been rising up the board. Yeah, the eyeball test does only go so far. It um it does. It, I think we're gonna have a bigger disagreement on the next two. Do you really want to answer to this, BJ? It's Brees Hall. That's the only player I think is very good. Everyone else is is not. So two. <laughs> I mean. We've already heard me trash every quarterback in this class. I basically said everyone outside of Trey McBride was completely worthless, and even him, even he wasn't all that great. And then now we've already gotten – I've already trashed the RB2 and RB3 in this class and said that they're terrible compared to the RB2 and RB3 in almost any other year. So, so far the only player I've really said that I like is Brees Hall. We're going to get to a couple of wide receivers that maybe I'll have some nice things to say about. But so far we're not doing so well. Uh, Chaser Jefferson is the wide receiver one in this in a startup. Flip a coin. I'll take Chase. <laughs> I, I have Chase, but flip a coin. I'll take Chase. Uh, yeah, I it would. Uh, one one's going to be Brees and a one QB. Okay, so we talked enough about Isaiah Spiller. Uh, we don't like him. You just like him even more than I do. Uh, yeah, we won't be picking much of him probably. No, the wide receiver depth is just there. It's not. It's not. It's not amazing, it's, but it's solid, and there's going to be players that produce. Yeah. So let's um, let's go through the – we're going to go through the rest of the guys a little bit quicker. But uh, let's – so these players, we're going to read them in the order I have them ranked, <laughs> which might not – you might not guess based on the, what I'm going to say about them. But let's uh, – uh, yeah, let's, uh, let's move on to the next player. Yeah. So next up, we have Rashad White out of Arizona State. I'm interested to hear your thoughts first. I feel like we might disagree. Not good. Not good. Not good. Already 23. I mean, what? Why is he going to be good? What is, you tell me, what does he bring to the table? What is so great? What is so great about him? Because I don't, I don't see that. I don't see anything great. I see boring. Well, well, first off, I, I'll, I'll just dive deep in deeper into his concerns a little bit. His pass, bro. I, when I, when I turn on the tape, it's 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 iffy. It, it was it's not the worst in the class, but it, it is by far not the best. Yeah. Somehow, despite the fact that he was already he's already twenty three, still didn't learn that. He had yeah, many they, years of knowledge to improve. So why is it going to get better now? The, the age is a, the age is a problem. Uh, he has a decent receiving profile. He's a plus athlete. He. What was it? Twenty-two miles an hour on the GPS tracking system, which I something think like is, that. It's better than testing. He wasn't uh, that fast. I mean, he wasn't as fast as Hall 
or Walker at the combine. No, I didn't expect him to be. That's true. But, you know, it, he really only has one. This is the worst thing. He has one year of production at 22. He's older than everyone else, and then he dominates. One year of, of production. Where's the rest of it? See, I I feel like it took back- him an advantage over everyone else, and then he was able to do something. Not good. I, I understand that concern, and I understand how Joe Burrow changed that mindset a little bit. That's a different position. Joe Burrow is, like I've been saying all show, another outlier. Joe Burrow is a huge outlier. Joe Burrow is, is an outlier. He is one of the biggest outliers, actually, for that breaking that production model. But usually, who was the last running back who only had one good year? Let's see. Keyshawn Vaughn. One good year. One good year when he's old against everyone else. Another running back. Let's think of another one who, you know, who else do we know recently who had one good year against, you know, a slight, maybe a slightly a different competition. I mean, there's also the Trey Sermon transfer story. Couldn't beat out the other player, but there's there's a lot of these. There's a lot of these that don't work out. Keyshawn Vaughn is the big one. That's fair. I mean, you bring up a lot of good points. I'm I'm betting on the plus receiving profile and the plus athlete in this draft class. If I was flashback to last year, he'd be a late second rounder in rookie drafts, not not the actual NFL draft. Rookie draft, yeah. he'd be he'd be a late second. And this one, I'm I'm willing to flip the coin, like I just said, and just take a chance. Yeah, I, I'm I'm good. I'm good. I, I don't want to. I just I'm not impressed. I mean, he came in as a transfer at 21 years old, a transfer after playing college for years at other colleges, and he played in four games, like. Why didn't he? I mean, maybe they were injured. I don't even know why he didn't play in as many games. But you know, that's it. Like see, all the productions in the last year. See, this is this is one of those things where I where you just said it. I like him more than the other running backs behind him, but I'm gonna have. But so do I. Thomas R. Before also, he's just terrible. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a lot of the wide receivers over him. I like him more than you do, but I like the wide receivers still more. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that I have – you have Rashad White and Isaiah Spiller closer than I do. Yeah. There's someone I, I want – there's someone I want to I want to see get day two capital. I'm going to put them over both of them. I, I, I think it's pretty clear who it is by what I wrote in the show sheet. Yeah. R- yeah it's definitely White, really clear. Rashad White, though, is completely dependent on draft capital. If he doesn't get drafted on day two, then just forget it. Uh, well, I he had that one. Yeah, he has no. Give me Jameson Williams or Spiller all day. Absolutely. Oh, so RB class got gross real fast. Yeah, I got gross after Brees Hall. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's terrible RB class. Terrible. They're terrible. People will lie to you. They'll say it's good. It's not good. It's not good. They're they're just trying to promote their content because people don't want to watch the content. If you who wants to watch content and who wants really people worry about this. Well, someone going to want to watch my content if I say everything is bad. If I say everything is bad, are people still going to tune in? But then what do you want me to do? Lie and say everything's good? It's not. So I'm not going to do that. (laughs) 
Uh, and we talked about this last week, and here we are. Again, same thing. Um, yeah, who who plummeted this year? Uh, oh, Ryan Tannehill? Is that what we're yeah. talking about? I, th- I believe so. I, I can't follow who, who we're talking about. Uh, uh, might be Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, it is Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, his okay. value plummeted this year. And I would, uh, you know, I, I would be fine with that. <laughs> oh, my God. This RB class is not a nine. This RB class is like a two. So you got to work on that analogy, Ed. Um, but as for Rashad White, what do you think he looks like at the NFL level? That's that's tough. Cause I like the frame. I like the receiving production. But I don't see him as a lead back. I don't see any of these guys really as a lead back. Besides, like, Hall. the top two. Yeah, I think Hall Maybe is Maybe Walker. Back. Walker. Down. Yeah. Walker could be the I think Walker Hall is a workhorse. Walker could lead a committee, probably splitting with like a Naeem Hines type. Uh and Spiller has the upside to lead a committee, but I don't expect him to do that. Or I expect him to come in as a on the wrong side of a committee. And then everyone else I see as a backup as the wrong side of a committee uh, for their careers. There there's one we're gonna disagree with on that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get, get to that. that. We might get to that next. Well, when – I mean, okay. So I think that Hall and Walker are probably going to go in the first two rounds. And then I don't think any other running backs go in round one and round two. Uh, Isaiah Spiller, I would expect to go somewhere in round three. What about Rashad White? Do you think think he's likely to go in round three? I, I, it seems like it to me. It seems – with the mocks I've been seeing uh, and, uh, and the tools I've been using – it seems like fringe round three, mid round three kind of guy. I mean, I think there could be four to five running backs selected in round three this year, actually. I expect there to be a lot of running backs in round three. Because I just don't, I think the, you know, there's really only two worth the first two rounds, but Spiller and White are two I could see in round three. I could see him, I mean, he's kind of a smaller, he's not that small. I mean, I don't know. What, what kind of landing spots would you what, – what, what, let's say you can put him anywhere in round three. You have all of round three to choose from. Where would you choose? I mean, everywhere in round three for Rashad White. Yeah, anywhere. You can put him anywhere. I mean, uh, I feel like it's a cop-out to always say Buffalo, but I feel like Buffalo over Devin Singletary. I know there's other pieces there, but – I feel like that's the best chance he has to try and win a job. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I like, think Buffalo I, are to running back. I, I feel like they will too, but like you, you said, I could put him anywhere. And like if I put him in Atlanta, I feel like Cordell Patterson will absorb a lot of the work anyway. You want to know where I would put him? Actually, put him in Arizona. I thought to about play that. Edmonds role. Put him in Arizona at 87th overall to play the There's, Chase Edmonds role. There's someone I want more in Arizona. That's why I didn't say that. Yeah. I'm teasing, but I'm teasing this up. We can't over. Now, I can tell you where I don't want him to go, and his value would just be annihilated, but I think it's possible, is uh, 75 to Denver. And then his value's gone. Because he's not a threat to Javante Williams. Javante Williams is 100 times better. And I think they do need a compliment. They do need uh, to be a little higher than I'd want them to spend. It wouldn't be great for Javante's value, <laughs> but that is a very bad landing spot for Rashad White. 
Uh, that's, you know, 71 to Chicago. It's another one that's not great. Uh, there's no guarantee he lands in a good landing spot. So we'll, we'll see. But yeah, something like Arizona uh, would be somewhere that I would uh, <laughs> I would consider. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But anyway, let's let's move on to the next guy. Yep, Zamir White out of Georgia. We got both the Georgia guys up here next. You have Zamir White at five. Yeah. So, so I I want I want you to go first again because I have I have some thoughts of what I've watched. Yeah. Well, he has. So I've never written about Zamir White. And, you know, he, he's someone, he, didn't, he shared, like all Georgia backs, he shared the backfield with the next guy, James Cook, that we're going to talk about. And I don't know. I, I wasn't impressed. Not impressed with Zamir White. He, he's fine. He, he's just okay. I, he'll play in the NFL. He'll have a role on a team. ACL tears might have zapped a little bit of, of Zamir White. I, I think there was an elite running back in Zamir White, but I'm not sure that there still is. Mm-hmm. So the big problem I had when I when I turned on the tape is that it seems like he tries to beat everyone with speed. I, I watched the Clemson uh, game. What was it? Start of the season they played. He, he had the speed. The speed was there. The burst was there. But, like, he just – every time – he was trying to beat someone. It looked like he just tried to outrun him. Like he didn't have like any moves. It's probably the ACL tears. It's probably the ACL tears. Probably. You're probably right. One one on each knee. Yeah. He relied fully on speed. And I don't know if that's going to work at the next level. I don't think it is. I don't think it is either. So like good straight line runner, but. I just think that NFL teams are going to see someone in Zamir white that like they can trust to give some carries. And yeah. I think that's nice. He doesn't have a lot of upside. There isn't much to yeah. say about Zamir White, really. Uh, I, I think with Zamir White, and even with Rashad White, I mean, Zamir White, I think we're talking about someone who could come in as backup. I mean, Zamir White could get stuck on the Giants or pff, stuck in Denver, like Rashad White, I said. Or he could get stuck as the third back in, a third back in Baltimore. At 76 overall. Mm-hmm. I do think Zamir White is picked in the third round. I think Zamir White goes, I do think Zamir White goes on, on day. Usually about six running backs go on day one and day two. I don't think that this year, I don't think this is going to be the year where there's three. So I think there's going to be six running backs picked in the first three rounds. Like there are usually just four of them are going to be in round three. And I do expect Zamir White to be one of them. Rashad White, I'm actually less confident is going to be picked in, in, on day two than Zamir White. Because Zamir White went to a bigger school. You know, it's just more likely that they're going to call his name. But I'm not overly interested. He's probably going to be another player that I'm I'm good. I'm good on him. Yeah, we, we to, chance on receiver. We, we have to bring up his uh, limited receiving work as well. Three years, yeah. 17 catches in college. It's not yeah. ideal. Really bad, yeah. It's really bad. Yeah, I, I didn't see any standout traits. Uh, well, like we said, we wish them all the best, but you know, we, we got to evaluate what we see. Yeah, I didn't see anything special from Zamir White. Uh, all right, what about the teammate, James Cook? What about Cook? I I flipped on the tape. I was a really big fan of James Cook. 
You were? Okay, good, because again, no, nah, I was not impressed. So tell, tell me what impressed you. What, what was good? Uh, well, what impressed me is, of course, his athletic skills. I, I found that he was, you know, a little more agile than Zamir White. Not not the same kind of speed, but in that same tier, just a little less. You now you disagree with me. I that's fair, but I agree with you. It's just that he had he managed 230 carries in like am I reading this correctly? 230 carries in 46 games. That's awful. That's five carries a game. No, they didn't. He didn't. Couldn't get on the field. So it's great that he looked good on a play here and a play there, but there are plenty of players who look good on a play here and a play there. See, I'm just I'm taking into account that they flex him out as a wide receiver. I I don't think he's like you know gonna get 15 and 20 touches through the tackles every game. Like it's not like he had that many receptions though. I mean, you're talking about 67 in his college career. It's not that many. It's not that many, but. What I what I saw with the hands on film was good enough to suggest that he's going to be a plus receiver at the position in the NFL, which is what the NFL values nowadays. No, I, I I mean I could see that I I get it. I don't think to me James Cook and Zamir White are pretty even. I'd rather have Zamir White because I'm I think he's going to go higher in the NFL draft. Personally, I'm more confident. At this point, that's a fair assessment with where we are. But I mean, Zamir White, if we look at the two incomparables, Zamir White played ahead of James Cook the whole time. And I guess that doesn't always that doesn't always, you know, tell you that Zamir White is gonna be better. He wasn't as efficient and he didn't get any work in the passing game, but he got many, many more carries. And I don't know, I just I think James Cook is more of just like a could be more of a gadget player. I don't know. Is he really even going to be a running? Is he going to be a running back who gets like a lot of carries? I don't. I I don't think he's going to be that because he was getting jet sweeps. Maybe you maybe have, you have occasionally a Tariq Cohen or a James White RB one season. They they happen a Duke Johnson season. They happen in the NFL. But it's like one of those a year. Typically, an RB1 at running back, you need to carry the ball. It's difficult to do it without that. I guess you had Cordero Patterson, but even Cordero Patterson got a a significant amount of carries. He did. So I I just don't know if James Cook can do that. I I agree that he probably has more upside than Zamir White. The problem is that I think Zamir White is going to be picked on day two and James Cook won't. So if that changes, if it's they're in the same – so I have Rashad White. So I have – I would say Brees Hall is Tier 1. Kenneth, there's no Tier 2. Kenneth Walker is Tier 3. Isaiah Spiller is Tier 4. And then Tier 5 includes Rashad White, includes Zamir White, and includes um, James Cook. And I would say that's probably it. I have those three players in Tier 5. That's that's fair. I might. I think I have less in tier five. I think I don't have Zamir White in that tier. I think I have him lower. But I agree with you on the other two for tier five. I actually think you're very wrong about that. You have the wrong White. Zamir White is the injury away guy. Rashad White can't handle it. Rashad White can't handle work. He's not going to be Rashad White's not going to be a starter. He's not going to be a lead, an eighty percent back ever. Whereas Zamir White could totally do it. He just 
isn't very good. So, but Zamir White can handle the, the touches, I believe. Whereas Rashad White, I don't see that. Um, Zamir White actually reminds me of someone who would be likely to be, end up being a handcuff, <laughs> a third round handcuff. So those sometimes end up having value. I mean, depends on how it works out. Singletary is greater than Rashad White. Yeah, I think so. I think Devin Singletary is better than Rashad White. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Unless you're getting, I'm fine with maybe other quarterbacks, depending on where they land in this class. But yeah, other than Hall, I want to use them on running back. And Kenneth Walker is still up in the air to me. That one depends on the draft capital and line spot. JT for 101, 23 first, and uh, Firemuth, 12 super flex, 10 in premium. I feel like that's too much for almost any player. You want to pay that for JT? Because I don't really want to do that. I don't read the either. Uh, I'm just going to go out on a leg here and assume that the 23 first is also yours. That is 101 for this year. I can't give away an early first as well. If you take 101 with the, um, with Brees Hall, I'd probably rather have Hall a 23 first and Friar Muse. And that's not even including the fact that I have the option to choose Willis. So yeah, I'll, I'll take the package side there or trade out of it and acquire even more assets. There's a lot of options. It gives you more flexibility. Yeah, but essentially, I'm going to be looking for an excuse to get back to this class. And, you know, for me, this is a tier break. Rashad White, Zamir White, and James Cook. Uh, and then we I have two guys in the next tier. Uh, and Or maybe two to three guys in the next tier, depending on, on how you want to see it. Uh, but these guys, I'm going to be looking for any excuse to take a wide receiver over them. I'm not going to reach this year. I'm just not interested. These guys are just not good. They're just not good. So I'm not going to, it's not like last year where there were, or even the year before where I was looking for, like, I liked Trey Sermon as a prospect. I was wrong about that, but I thought he was a good prospect. Whereas this year, I do not think Rashad White is a good prospect at all. I don't think Zamir White is good. I don't think James Cook is good. So I'm going to be looking for any excuse to push the wide receivers up and push these guys down this year uh so hopefully a lot of wide receivers get picked in the first round i will take any first round wide receiver no matter the landing spot over any of these guys no matter the landing spot put it that way any first wide receiver over any of these guys i agree but let's get into it we got another alabama back we were talking about a couple earlier brian robinson yeah uh oh boy okay not good Mm -hmm. You wrote an article on him. I'll, I'll let you dive in first, but like yeah, no, the, age, the age is a big. Not good. The same concerns here with some of the other ones, like Rashad White. Uh, Brian Robinson produced really nothing until 2021 when he was, what, 22 against older, comp- you know, against younger competition. And he didn't produce anything until then. And he was great. Five point five yards of carry only. I mean, 14 touchdowns on 271 carries playing at Alabama is not that good, actually. I'd expect more. And then receiving production was there, but it wasn't great. I mean, when I watched his film, I thought it was like he was just there. He was all they had. Everyone else on the team must have sucked because he was there. He existed. But the offense ran through Bryce Young. I was like, ooh, who's that quarterback? Who's the quarterback? That that guy. That's the guy I want to draft. That quarterback. I don't. The running back just was there. 
Brian Robinson existed. He was on the field. I was like, I don't think I saw anything special. He was just there. So, but an NFL team will be fine with a player who's just there. He won't lose you the game. He's there. He'll take carries. He might catch a couple of balls. He'll never get on the highlight reel. He'll just exist. So that's why I have him even lower than the last year. But I'm not, I'm not impressed with Brian Robinson at all. Uh, Bryce Young really, really stood out watching that film. I, I agree. Uh, I'm excited for next year, but I, I, I it's tough when you're going to be a 23-year-old running back prospect and maybe not even get day two capital. Yeah, for, for Brian Robinson, really, if he doesn't get day two capital, I'll have zero interest whatsoever. If he does, then uh, any running back who gets day two capital is probably going to be a second-round rookie pick at least. So then I'll even in the late second. So then I'll have some interest, but I'm, I'm not I'm not running to pick Brian Robinson. He is the definition of boring. He does nothing interesting. I mean, it doesn't really sound like we disagree on this one very much. I don't, I don't think we disagree. I think we can move on. I think I think it all depends on draft yeah, capital. But, yeah, he has less flaws than Rashad White, Zamir White, and James Cook as a player. He's the most pro-ready of those four. But he has no upside to me. None. So it, it, it's all about how NFL teams value that, really. But we, I think we can move on. There's not much to say about Brian Robinson. He just exists. So let's let's get into a, a recent riser, Damian Pierce out of Florida. There, I had to dig a little bit. I didn't have to dig, but there's not much film on this guy because he's a recent riser. He only had yeah, 100 carries out. In DLF's ADP, he's a recent riser in the draft. It's looking like he has a good shot to get day two draft capital. He's one of, you know, I and if he gets it, I, I'm starting to come in because I like that he had playing at Florida, not Alabama. He had 13 touchdowns on hundred carries. Now let's just remember Brian Robinson, 14 rushing touchdowns on 271 carries. He's playing at Florida, 13 touchdowns on hundred carries. I like that. I like that. I mean, that's great. And you know, he's not, he's not ancient, right? If I remember correctly, yeah, Damian Pierce, February, 2000. So he's a year younger than Brian Robinson. And I did like, that he had some receiving production, but the efficiency was was only really good in the last year, and he never really had a lot of carries. So there are there are also concerns with Damian Pierce, but he's getting a lot of hype recently. This is more that the hype is moving him up than anything he actually did. The hype recently is moving him up. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. I, I mean, I watched the Bama game. Bama absolutely with all of their NFL athletes. They yeah. Yeah, they did. They did their Alabama thing with the stopping him in the backfield multiple times, but his Georgia film was actually pretty decent. So that's not a step down from Alabama quite as much. But I think it's a tough between the tackles runner. I mean, what do you think he is at the next level? Goal line back? Could be. Yeah, but he was also very. Yeah, I mean, he was very touchdown efficient on a, lo- on a low number of carries and a low number of yards. So that screams goal line back. A lot of touchdowns, not a lot of yards, not a lot of carries. So he could be a goal line thumper. I mean, it, and then, you know, those guys, if you score the touchdowns, if there are any other injuries, you could, you know, could have a chance at work. But he's someone I think, you know, now we're starting to get into the guys. Brian Robinson was in this tier too. And Damian Pierce. These, these are guys that are coming in as backups. 
they're coming in as backups. They could get third round draft capital, but you know, I would think either of those two would fit in. Brian Robinson maybe a little better, but Damian Pierce also would fit in decently 90th to Tennessee, like a long term backup to Derrick Henry to more so Brian Robinson, but Damian Pierce could fit in there too. And then also 91, Tampa Bay, 91st overall. Either could could work there as a complement and then a potential successor to Leonard Fournette, maybe, or a successor to the next player. And then uh, Damian Pierce as well, you know, could work at, at 89 to Buffalo if they didn't pick anyone else uh, to take the Zach Moss role. Because uh, Zach Moss is obviously not it. But there, there are a lot of spots. But these, uh, either of them, 79 to the Chargers, either of them, Pierce or Robinson. Uh, a boring guy to take a lot of carries or a goal line specific back is exact. The Chargers want one of those two things, either someone to absorb a lot of carries or someone to take goal line carries away from Eckler. They want one of those. And Brian Robinson fits one mold and Damian Pierce fits the other. So there are some decent landing spots, but again, I don't, Damian Pierce, I don't think is ever going to be much. I'm going to look for any excuse not to pick him. I'm not a big fan. Yeah. But I, yeah, I thought he was going to be more of a sleeper, but it seems like people have woken no, up. People have caught on to the hype. And, you know, we just talked about, oh, we'll get to the question first. Uh, Eckler and AJ Brown or JT? I think I'm okay. I'm okay with paying that for JT. Me too, but it's very close. Yeah, I, I agree, but I'm, I'm cool with that. So we just talked about a recent riser. So now we have to transition to the other side of the table, and we're going to go with the recent faller, Kyron Williams. I mean, when this process started, Kyron Williams was my clear RB4 in this class behind the big three. Now I have him at nine. <laughs> and, I mean, I don't, I don't really know what to say. I, I think his ADP is being propped by name recognition, and kind of my ranking by name recognition. He's only this high because he recognizes his name, but he's probably still running his 40. Uh, and I wrote an article about him, and yep. it he was... His measurables were bad. I actually thought his film was okay. I actually thought yeah. he was okay. He, he was, was better, better than measurables say. Yes, exactly. He looked, he looked faster on film in the 40, for sure. But his efficiency was putrid in the two years where he got a lot of carries, so... I'm fine with Kyron Williams, but again, I think Kyron Williams has fallen out of day two in the NFL draft. And I just, I don't, I think we're talking about someone who's going somewhere to be a, a backup. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'd say Naheem Hines, but Naheem Hines was better athletically. Like, yeah. So he, I mean, Kyron Williams is more of a running back than Naheem Hines. Yeah. Even, even though he was a high school wide receiver and there was some impressive route running on tape. That was, that was for sure. Yeah. I mean, he can catch the ball. I, I don't know. I mean, there, there are places he could go. I think he's the kind of player who could go to the giants in the fourth round, maybe to put a, run, a running back on the team. He could That's be fair. the pass catching, a pass catching compliment to Derrick Henry. If they wait until the fourth round to take one or even the fifth, so he could be someone who fills a pass catching role in Kansas City if they wait a while on running back and take one in the fourth or fifth round, or they don't have a fifth, but a fourth round. If they if they pick him in the fourth round, 
So there are some decent landing spots, but it's also possible he ends up somewhere horrible like Baltimore or Vegas, and he's just dead in the water. But that testing was I, – I hope – I hope whoever consulted him a test, like, you know, I, I hope, I hope they worked out their differences. Cause like that is. Yeah. I mean, he could end up in like Cincinnati behind Nixon. Yeah. yeah like that's true. He were talking about someone who's could be a backup. Yes. His size is a, a concern as well at five, nine, but he's like the last, one of the last really like important players just because, uh, he was such a big name early in the process, but there's not too much to say about him. I don't, I don't think he gets day two capital. And then if you don't get day two capital, you have to have a path to, to playing. Otherwise I have no interest in you. I think, I think that's good enough for uh Kyron Williams. You want to, you want to move on to Tyler Algier? Yeah. Tyler Algier. It's the last player I wrote a, an article about. And he was like, again, he was so much higher earlier on in the process, but it just seems like, the NFL, and he didn't have a good combine. It just seems like people have soured on him. The NFL has soured on him. I'm not sure Tyler Algier is even a lock to be drafted in the fourth or the fifth round. Like He could be a fifth, sixth, seventh round pick. He's someone I, I liked. I actually liked what I saw. If, if he's going to be a sixth round pick, I like him for a sixth round pick. He'll be a good, I think he would be a good value for an NFL team in the fifth or the sixth round. Uh, I was not in on him when I thought he was going to be a day two pick and a a mid second round rookie pick. I was not so interested at that price, but if he's going to come in, if he's, if I can get him in the fourth round of my rookie draft, I'll be interested, but I I didn't see much that impressed me with Tyler Algier. Yeah. I I think that covers it. Well, I I didn't. None of these guys, I I think we'll have more to talk about with the deeper wide receivers, but not, not too much about Tyler Algier. No, I, I think we can move on to someone. Oh no, that's next. I got ahead of myself there. I scrolled down a yeah. little too far. Next up, we have Jerome Ford out of Cincinnati, and you know, I, I saw some things on film that I liked, but nothing, you know, overly. Yeah, and I kind of feel like Kyron Williams was the start of a new tier, and then Tyler Algier is in this tier. Jerome Ford is in this tier, uh, and I, again, I'm not super interested in Jerome Ford. <laughs> I'm not either, but some positive. He looked really light in his feet when I watched him on tape. He had that good acceleration, good speed. It wasn't, you know, a world-class breaking athlete like JT, but. I just feel like Jerome Ford is the same thing. It's one year of production, old. It's like, I'm just not that interested. There's not much to say about him, honestly. I don't I don't think we even have to spend any more time on him. We, we He's not going to get drafted on day two. So. Yeah, we, we would need that capital as well. Uh, so heading into the next year, it looks like we have – Yeah, well, I, I broke it up in a weird way because I would have the first guy that I listed here <laughs> with uh, the other guys, Pierre Strong. Pierre Strong I would put in the tier with Kyron Williams, Tyler Algier, Jerome Ford – and strong would be my final guy in that tier. That, that's fair enough. So he's been a favorite sleeper uh, of sorts. For, for yeah, time. he's really risen up the ranks recently. I hear a lot of people talking about Pierre Strong. Uh, he was like totally off the ADP radar at the start of the process, but he's he's way he's starting to move into being a solid third round pick in rookie drafts. I, I, he's not going to get day two capital, but he's someone who I have my eye on, who I'm going to be very interested in the later rounds of rookie drafts. But he's honestly the last guy I even feel like is worth our time. The other guys, uh, after Pierre Strong, it's the end of a tier. And 
you know, we can, um, I'll touch on some of the notes we took on the other guys, right. As we're closing out, but essentially the way I see it is that the draft and tell me how you, this sounds to you. It's essentially, I have Hall alone in tier one, then Kenneth Walker in tier three, there's no one in tier two. Isaiah Spiller alone in tier four. Then I have tier five, Rashad White, Zamir White, James Cook, and then I guess Brian Robinson and Damian Pierce. For me, that's kind of all one tier, tier five. And then tier six is Kyron Williams, Tyler Algier, Jerome Ford, and Pierre Strong. And then tier seven is everyone else is just tier seven. Everyone else is just pretty irrelevant to me uh, after Pierre Strong. Oh, that's how I have it. I just want to go over some film notes that I that I saw on Pierre Strong, which I don't know. There was there was some glaring flaws that I feel like I have to talk about. His pass pro needs, needs yeah, a lot of work. Cool though. I I don't expect him to be good in pass pro. Uh, that's fair. I mean, also, it, it was pointed out in the YouTube comments of the of the film that I watched. He just could not make people miss. Like every time he'd go down on first contact, like. It was some some guys you don't notice it, you know what I mean? But we know but that. Right. Yeah. That's a weakness of like the reason that NFL teams would be interested in him is the blazing speed. Yeah. He is not a perfect player. But if, if you have a straight that, line runner. Yeah, but. if you have the blazing speed and you can get behind the defense, then you know, you have upside. I mean Matt Breida made a career out of that. Raheem Mostert, same thing. Yeah. He he has capable hands like I'd, I'd say middle of the pack of, the, of this class, you know. Wouldn't you love it if Pierre Strong ended up on the Niners? I feel like he would fit in decent there. I yeah, I I agree. I kind I kind of like that landing spot actually. I'm I'm here for it. Um, but yeah, I, beyond I, I do kind of like him as a sleeper, but he's not a sleeper anymore. He's rising up the board. But yeah, in order to avoid making the show too long. Uh, we did – I put four other guys on the show sheet, Tyler Batty, Kevin Harris, So I've heard talked about – I've heard Tyler Batty a lot, or Beatty, I don't know how you pronounce that. And Kevin Harris, Donovan Knight, and Kennedy Brooks uh, were the ones I put on the show sheet. Just because I've heard Kevin Knight, Kevin Harris, Donovan Knight, and Kennedy Brooks talked about a lot. Tyler Batty was just kind of there in my rankings, so I, I included him, even though I haven't heard much about him. But is there – Anything about any of those guys that you specifically want to add? I mean, I, I want to talk about Kevin Harris a little bit because I, I know we I know we said he lost work from 2020 and 2021. That's because he had fluid in his back. He had a sack yeah. of fluid. So he had to get removed. The end of season tape against UNC, it's on YouTube. If you want to get a feel for this guy, it's it's definitely his best tape this past year. I was pretty impressed. Good between the tackles runner. Decent speed, although the drops are a problem. Yeah. Now, he's someone who's gotten a lot of discussion lately. So, he's someone I'm going to keep an eye on in, in the later rounds of rookie drafts. Tyler Batty's just kind of there. Another player's just kind of there. And it's not overly I, I I picked out his best film to watch on receiving work. I mean, I don't think I got much more to say. He had, he had 10 receptions yeah. in the game I watched. He was flexed out at wide receiver. Maybe he's asked to do that in the NFL. Maybe that gave him a little boost in value. Maybe. That would that would help. That would help. Then, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. That would help. But I don't. I don't. He might not even be drafted. <laughs> and then Zonovan Knight and Kennedy Brooks. Kennedy Brooks, like 
is just, you know, he played at Oklahoma, so he has a little bit of attention. But there are just so many red flags with Kennedy Brooks. <laughs> I mean, he was in college for five years, didn't play for two of them. He has some off-the-field issues as well. So NFL teams are less likely to take a chance on him. I, uh, yeah, there's just nothing about Kennedy Brooks. I don't, I don't see it. But people are talking about him, so I put him on the sheet. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't pop off the screen. Short, short yard back, probably. In the, He's in the league. so old. He's older than Brian Robinson. Yeah. So forget about Kennedy Brooks. And then Zonovan Knight, he, uh, I mean, he's young. I like that. He's an April 2001 birthday. So if he does hit, he'll have a lot of time to accumulate value, but that's the only thing I like about him. So not, not much else really to say about him, but if he gets drafted, he'll be worth a rookie pick. But that's it. Yep. So we've come to the bottom of the show sheet. So that's it for this disastrous uh rookie running back class do you have anything to say uh does your opinion has your opinion on the uh running backs changed after the show or is it still as bad as i said it would be uh it's it's probably the same going as it was going out i I, kind of agree with you there like like i said we we're we're different on like one two maybe three guys we we're kind of in uh agreement on most of these people here so yeah we're, we're mostly in agreement really um you know, I I think I hate Isaiah Spiller a little less than you do. <laughs> uh, and then we have Zamir White and James Cook flipped. But other than that, not a lot of differences. I, I think most of these guys are irrelevant. So, yeah. Well, anyway, I appreciate everyone who oh, – the chat was very active at the beginning. I, I totally understand that <laughs> this ended up being a long drag of a show. But I appreciate anyone who's still watching that uh, – leave me a message in the chat. Our next year's second round picks better yes. than this year. Yes. 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 They Three million are. percent. Yes. Um, the wide receiver depth in this class is not bad, but in general, yes. There's uh, there's going to be some top line talent falling into the top end of the second next year, and it's going to be very exciting. Uh, yeah, that's not bad, and I'm more comfortable with a true two QB and a ten team. But anyway, plug plug uh, anything you're working on. I mean. You could find me down here. I got the hand right this time at Ryan Press underscore FF. And like I said, I'm going to start doing rookie profiles as soon as these guys get drafted in what, two, three weeks? Three weeks? Yeah. Yeah, three weeks. Time time flies. But yeah, that's, that's what I got. And of course, I'm going to be on here. I am so excited. Uh, the, the guest list is absolutely stacked with all your favorite names. It is very stacked. Uh, I'm not. I'm not going to spoil anything. We, we've we've teased yeah. enough on here. We've teased enough. Don't, don't spoil it. But I, I have wake me up in 2023. Uh, <laughs> Same. I have that's a good show for the NFL draft, and we'll be live for all of day one and day two the whole time. So you can tune into this channel and watch the show. Uh, and yeah, if, as for my stuff, I mean, you guys know where to find me. But yes yes we're live streaming the draft that's what we're saying um you can find me on twitter there at tyler ff creator you can find all my written work at dynasty league football uh you can find all of my personal youtube stuff on this channel our show plus any of my quick reactions that i do solo my patreon shows are also hosted on this channel but they're unlisted so you can only see them if you subscribe to my patreon uh any tier gets those extra shows and then uh Yeah, that's it. We'll have our live stream during the NFL draft. But next week, so here's the plan. Next week uh, on the 18th, we will do wide receivers. 
And then on the 25th, we will do a pre-draft mock draft. And then we'll have our show on the 28th and the 29th during the draft. And then we'll come back on the Monday. (laughs) It's going to be a lot, but it's going to be fun. On that Monday, we'll come back and do a post-rookie draft mock. The same thing we did on the 25th, just with landing spots. So we'll essentially we'll redo the mock draft a week later post-draft to compare it to pre-draft. I, I, yeah, I'd love to compare it side by side. Same yeah, and I, I think that's what we should do. I think that's what we're going to do. So we'll have, uh, we'll have a lot. We'll have a mock draft, then two days of live streams, and then another mock draft. So after we do wide receivers next week, we have uh, a lot to do. So many shows, four shows in, in eight days to look forward to. But anyway, I appreciate everyone for watching, listening. If you're on the podcast feed, listening. And get, give us a like or sub- and uh, follow there. If you're on YouTube, uh, smash the like button. Leave a comment. That really helps. And also hit the subscribe button. If it's red, uh, make sure that it uh, it says subscribe and you click it. Anyway, uh, peace.